You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live, located currently here in southeast Minnesota at the parish of St. Charles Borromeo. I'm Father Tim Beeren, along with Matt Wilkham, the Director of Communication for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Before we head into our next segment, I want to invite you to visit our website, realpresenceradio.com, for even more great content. There you can listen to programming from your local area, find a podcast if you missed one of the daily shows, submit a prayer intention to nominate your favorite priest for donuts, and more. Be sure to check it out, realpresenceradio.com. Are you saying, Father Tim Buren, that you would like some donuts? Did I uh, elaborate that enough? <laughs> Did I <laughs> nominate your favorite priest for donuts? Well, that's you should be a shoe in now. Well, I'll tell you what. Even if I don't get nominated, I'm still going to support the local, the local donut shop. We actually have two bakeries here in St. Charles, population almost four thousand people, and they're both uh, phenomenal. Um, one Catholic owned, one not, but still awesome, 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 and. Certainly a blessing, and thankfully there is a clinic to get your uh, blood checked for type 2 diabetes. So there you go. You got the best of both worlds. <laughs> That's right. Can I nominate you? I mean, is that allowed? Do the co-host nominate their priest on the air? Use your, um, use your um, other name. Is there another? Do you have like a pen name or something? I think, well, when I was in air traffic control school, I went by the name Mike Whiskey. Mike because that's what, you know, phonetically my name was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would always end each transmission with Mike Whiskey. Okay. Very good. <laughs> How long did you do that for? Oh, about a year and a half. But a a half. the wow. Lord saved me from a, a career in air traffic control. Isn't that a stressful career? It, it would have been. I mean, seriously. But it, it just turned out at that time that the government was not sufficiently funding the FAA. And so uh, I was spared that uh, a, a career in sitting in the dark, watching little, little planes that were basically little bleeps going across uh, a dark screen. And uh, who knows what, have, what might have happened. So I think everybody who has been traveling in the air is safer because I, I, I went a different route. I went into communications and specifically for the church. And I've been ab- abundantly blessed because of that. That's awesome. But hopefully I have a more ability to multitask and to do many things at once, juggle many things at once. And yeah, so certainly a little, little tidbit there about me that you might not have known. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I'm sure the listeners appreciate that little tidbit as well. And, you know, I, I'm so blessed to be able to get to work with you as a priest of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And, and together, I think that I can speak for both of us, Matt, that we're blessed to have Dr. Susan Winley Doust. And she really is a, a great cheerleader because uh, it, the way that she approaches uh, the ministry and the way that she approaches from the educational standpoint from her office, she certainly has been giving us a lot of great ideas and encouraging. Um, even when she herself, sadly, was furloughed. Um, and as a result, she continued to keep up uh, you know, that presence, of course, on social media and encouragement. One of the things that we just did for evangelization was a 
uh, tractor display. So we had a tractor display in the parking lot of one of my parishes, and there was also a tractor ride. And, you know, initially some of the parish members were kind of like, what the heck? Why are we having a tractor show in the parking lot of the church? And I tell you, hanging out in that parking lot, I got more questions about the church. And, and it was just a very simple way just to have that ministry of presence, not only to those that were showing, but those that were visiting. And the uh, impressive comments about being able to, you know, people th- are like, we've never even thought this would ever have happened at a church. Again, this is um, just a creative way, again, to evangelize. And a brother priest up in the diocese of St. Cloud, Father Greg Masty, he is uh, filled with lots of uh, great ideas and great wisdom. He's done everything from boat blessings to uh, uh, motorcycle runs to, you know, the tractor rides. And always I see things on social media and how he is reaching his flock and just very, very creative. So, and there's a lot of brother priests out there and a lot of lay people that are working with us. And so we're so grateful that we can live that uh, new evangelization, especially in a moment of time where life is difficult. Yes, I'm always impressed by the different ideas that you come up with to reach out to your parishioners, especially during these past few months when people have been afraid sometimes to come back to church, suspension of public masses even for a time. Still a lot of folks in a lot of different areas are, are not, have not come back to, to mass physically yet, um, although I'm sure that many of them remain spiritually united to their community. Uh, but uh, I think being creative in drawing people back is going to be just part and parcel of how we're going to move forward from this point of this pandemic to re-energize our parishes, uh, to make sure that we, as we move forward, that they're not just social clubs, but that they are dynamic entities of evangelizing activity. And Not just activity for the sake of activity, but geared specifically towards encouraging and developing that relationship with Jesus Christ and so that we can then create other disciples who will encourage more people to, again, engage in that relationship with God. Engage those questions that we all have in our hearts. Why am I here? What's the meaning of life? Is it just for me to be able to do whatever I want and gain whatever pleasure I can while, while, while I can, you know, no. I, I think uh, that's kind of a, a dim view of existence itself. I think God wants so much more for us, and it's available through his church and through the community, even though her members are sinful. I mean, I'm sinful. Father Tim, are you a sinner? Absolutely. And every single time we begin the Mass, we are all reminded that we come as sinners. Every single one of us. Uh, Thankfully, we don't get in front of the congregation and all go through the laundry list of things that we have done. But in the sacramental life of the church, as we come as sinners, we can avail ourselves of other sacraments, such as the sacrament of confession or reconciliation. Uh, Again, to be able to be vulnerable with Jesus in the sacrament to say, hey, this is the yuck and the muck in my life. I need that forgiveness. I desire that forgiveness. And when we are vulnerable enough to say these sins out loud, 
and, uh, and to get them out of our heart, away from our soul, that's where Jesus enters back into that vulnerability and reminds us that we're still loved, that we're still forgiven, that mercy is possible. That same mercy that we celebrate every single time we gather for the Mass. That's why I get so frustrated when people are trying, you know, like when we first opened up and, and other um, area churches that are not Catholic were um, publicly, I really feel shaming us. And again, as Dr. Susan Winley Doust acknowledged to try to ignore that, but uh, we're sitting in a space that is not a, a, not a building. It's, it's, it may look like a building on the outside, but Matt, there's something very special. And from our vantage point, we can actually see the tabernacle. And what is in that tabernacle is Jesus Christ, his entire body, blood, soul, and divinity. So this is not just a building. This is a residence of the Lord. This is where we come to encounter him, the living God, Jesus Christ. Uh, This is where we come to be nourished by his very body and blood so that we can go back into the world, uh, regardless of any fears or anxieties that we have, so that we can proclaim Christ in a world that seemingly is darkened, uh, social media, um, regular media, you know, there's so many uh, avenues that are trying to pull us away from Christ. And here we are. Uh, we're trying to remind you, our listeners, not to be afraid. Jesus Christ is closer than ever before. I got to tell you, I don't mean to talk so much, but I guess this is radio for Yeah, you. this is what this is for. But I, in case you didn't know. I, every week we get more prisoners that are coming back. Excellent. You know, and what I, what I really appreciate is, is, is witnessing them. You can sense there's a little bit of fear, and I appreciate their honesty. And so what we have been doing during this time is our greeters actually stand outside the door in the parking lot. They're right inside the door. They're right inside the, into the main uh, part of the church. We're just trying to just be as friendly as possible to encourage people that maybe this is their first time coming back. Maybe they're a visitor or whatever it may be. Or maybe it's somebody that's been coming all along that just needs that encouragement. And so just greeting everybody, you know, these uh, face coverings that we currently are required to wear in Minnesota uh, do not have to become an impediment to proclaiming Christ. Um, And so even when we're out in the grocery store, I'm, um, you know, literally beating this you know, over their heads over and over again. Say hi to everybody. Look at everybody. Make eye contact. Don't look down and, and, and be that disciple even in the midst of this pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Matt Wilkham here along with Father Tim Buren. We're broadcasting from the Church of St. Charles Borromeo in St. Charles, Minnesota. About 12 minutes past the hour on Real Presence Live. And I always think also um, about uh, how... We, it is such a necessity for us to come together and worship so that we gain that grace from God to then be able to go out, like you say, and face those anxieties, face those fears, whatever they may be, whether it be from a disease or, or whatever it is. There might be something personal you have going on in your life. We need, we need the grace in order to face those fears. We need that grace. We need sanctifying grace in order to make it to heaven. And uh, I think that's been one of the challenging things is that uh, people, especially those in nursing homes uh, and other places like that, they haven't been able to have uh, the availability of the sacraments as much. That, that right to, to those sacraments, which they should have normally, um, and in these past few months, that has been oftentimes denied them or very, very difficult for them to obtain. But we, we need that. 
we need that. We need that grace. Without grace, uh, we're, we're, our souls are, are dead. We're like dead men walking until God animates us and our souls animates, ignites charity within our, our heart. That prompting that you, our listener, are feeling right now about making that phone call to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while or baking some cookies and bringing them to a neighbor or calling somebody that you haven't seen at Mass in a while that used to be your uh, pew partner, uh, those promptings are of God. Uh, reminding you to reach out and to be, uh, again, that connection to these people, uh, to remind them how much they're loved and how much, how much you love them, how much God loves them, even in the simplest of ways. And I kid you not, those promptings, when you respond to them and somebody picks up the phone on the other end, you know what they're going to say? They're going to say, wow, how did you know I needed to hear from you? And that is how God is working. That is the grace. And speaking about God's grace, we have a beautiful rainbow right now appearing outside here of St. Charles Borromeo in southeast Minnesota. And that rainbow is a reminder to all of us that God keeps his promises. God knows everything about what is going on in your heart right now, what is going on in your life right now. And as we uh, turn to that beautiful mantra that, Matt, you reminded us of with your great devotion to the Divine Mercy with St. Faustina, Jesus, I trust in you. And we were talking also about faith in action and reminded me of uh, about a little over a week ago how we in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester was so blessed with the gift of 11 new deacons, 11 men ordained to the permanent diaconate for our diocese. Uh, they, they'd been waiting a long time for this and they had to wait even longer because of the pandemic. This ordination was originally scheduled for early May and then just this, not this past Sunday, but the previous Sunday at the Basilica in Winona, a beautiful mass was celebrated by Bishop Quinn. He ordained these 11 men who are just going to be, I know, just rock solid deacons. But part of their ministry, along with ministering at the altar, assisting the priest during the liturgy, uh, the catechism, I believe itself, mentions that part of their liturgical duties spill over actually into charitable works outside of mass, outside of a church building. And so the deacon acts as a real bridge between the liturgy and how we're supposed to live out our faith. They have kind of a, a foot in each camp. They're, not, they're, not, they're no longer lay people. They are ordained, but they're able to take what they receive uh, assisting in the celebration of the Eucharist, assisting the priest who is celebrating to be able to take that out, take communion to the, the homebound, for example, v visit someone who might be, uh, have questions about the faith. Uh, you know, be, 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 and there's many different ways that a deacon can, I mean, I mean prison ministry is another great example. That's my, my dad, he's a permanent deacon, he does that a lot. Uh, so there, there are opportunities as an example to the rest of us as well. You don't necessarily have to be a deacon in order to make a difference in someone else's life. Like we were talking about with Dr. Susan Windley-Doust, evangelization, it's a duty for all of us. Sometimes it's not so much words, but it's our actions. It's our joyful witness. We're blessed to have a deacon here at St. Charles Borromeo, Holy Redeemer and St. Aloysius. Deacon Jack Lavallo, he was one of the 11 that was just ordained a week ago. His Mass of Thanksgiving was yesterday uh, here in our parish of St. Charles Borromeo. And yes, a great witness uh, of the liturgical 
uh, responsibilities he has. But what was shared very publicly is his new role in in uh, pastoral ministry, which quite frankly, he has been doing for many, many years already. And so that is the connection then to the lay faithful that this is a responsibility that we all have. But yet, uh, Deacon Jack then represents for the church that ordination uh, allows him to have that ability to sometimes reach people in a way that they couldn't be reached. So as an example, um, currently right now, as a priest, I'm not able to go into what is our local hospital. So for the most part, most of my parishioners would go to the uh, Mayo Clinic, uh, to St. Mary's Hospital, as an example. And he works there. And he is a patient care transfer person. So what that means is, even before his ordination, he has been taking patients to their appointments, uh, to the different rooms that they need to go to for testing. And he has been that voice of of Jesus, comforting them along the way because a lot of times people there are very vulnerable, they're afraid, they're, they're fearful, and so he's been able to minister to them. And what's even more beautiful is because he's already in the hospital. Again, I'm excluded from going into the hospital at this time, and yes, we certainly have priests and other chaplains on staff, but what he's able to do is he's able to go to our parishioners. And he's able to visit them on my behalf as well as the, on behalf of the entire church to let them know that we're all praying for them. And so he's physically able to be with people who physically cannot have family there. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. Uh, you know, and the, this, the, the fact that we have this ministry, I mean, these, these, all of these things in the church ha- seem to happen in threes. It's <laughs> the, the divine number. We have three orders of ministry. And the first one being the diaconate. And it conforms the man's soul according to Christ the servant. It's not a priestly ordination, but, but there's this service element that gets infused into the soul of the man. And so he can act in accordance with Christ who came to serve, not to be served. And that was one of the, the chants that happened during the ordination mass. I was the cantor. For, I was blessed to be able to do that. I had no idea uh, that I would be. I mean, I, I would love. I'd, uh, it was a longtime dream of mine to be a cantor for an ordination mass. But I didn't think I was going to be the only one singing. Literally, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, luckily people were they, they were able to respond in certain ways, like during the litany of the saints. But pretty much the rest of the time, it was just little old me up there in the <laughs> choir loft. But. Um, uh, to, to witness these men being ordained, being vested while singing these chants, you know, uh, blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. And just to have that repeatedly wash over the congregation, but also myself, is a great blessing. Uh, blessed are they who, uh, well, it was uh, whoever serves me, my Father in heaven will honor. That was another one. Uh, just to have that, to be able to sing that over and over, while these new deacons were being greeted by all the other clergy was a beautiful moment, I think, for everyone. You had to sing it over and over again also because took a long time. 44 different times the deacons had to, a total, total had to appear before the bishop. So there was 44 <laughs> different instances that he, the bishop, uh, Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, uh, did some ritual with these uh, deacons uh, in the ordination ritual. So how long was was 
Nation liturgy. I think it was over two hours. Yeah, certainly was. But it was a beautiful, beautiful mass um, with those that were able to come. And so, yeah, just a great witness of faith. And, and so special blessings to all to the diaconate and may God abundantly bless you and to all of our deacons that assist we're so grateful saying yes to the call of the Lord Jesus in your life and thanks to the the wives of these men for saying yes as well and accompanying them on this journey saying yes to the Lord Uh, coming up next how do we remain resilient in stressful and uncertain times especially single parents. We'll discuss this next on Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Father Tim Buren from St. Charles Parish, St. Charles Borromeo Church, that is, in St. Charles, Minnesota. There's more Real Presence Live next. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. The world is changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. Right here in your backyard, Not Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. We will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible. and We hope the future brings you here, close to home at mountmarty.edu. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thanks for spending two hours with us here on Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Tim Buren, who has graciously opened his doors to us here to do this radio show this morning at his parish, St. Charles Borromeo, in beautiful St. Charles, Minnesota, Whitewater State Park, just up the road from here. If you haven't had a chance to visit this part of the state, I would highly advise it. It is beautiful. 
and uh, so blessed to, to be here, but also to be part of the RPR network broadcasting throughout the upper Midwest. I think it's, what, five states maybe? We have terrestrial stations, so Wisconsin, Minnesota, North and South Dakota, and then Wyoming. Is that, is that six? I can't, I can't count. <laughs> Two, three, four, no, five. I think it's five. Anyway, uh, and it's 26 plus stations. And uh, we just thank the Lord for this wonderful work of Catholic Radio. Uh, I think it was one of our guests a few months ago who said the future of the Catholic Church passes by way of Catholic Radio. It's such an accessible uh, means, a very efficient way to reach so many people, and so we just hope that it continues to grow and blossom here, especially in our own Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Speaking of that, we have online with us saw a, a, a woman from Catholic Charities of Southern Minnesota. We're going to be talking about single parent, parenthood and how, how to remain resilient in stressful and uncertain times for these single parents. Uh, Sarah Vetter, Director of Pregnancy, Parenting, and Adoption for Catholic Charities of Southern Minnesota. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. Good morning. Thanks for having me. And thanks again for being with us on the air. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Sarah. Sure. Um, like you said, I'm the Director of the Pregnancy, Parenting, and Adoption Program. Um, I've been with Catholic Charities for about seven years, and I'm a licensed graduate social worker. So I love working with new and expectant parents um, in a variety of different ways to support them and help them be the best parents that they can be. Talk a little bit about resilience. We mentioned that just a minute ago. Uh, resilience in uncertain times. Uh, can you give us a definition of this term, resilience? Sure. The dictionary defines resilience as the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, toughness, the ability to spring back into shape. I see resilience as when someone can face challenges, lean into the difficulties, and then come out the other side stronger because of the experience. We certainly see resilience in uh, many of our single parents at this time, uh, their resilience during uh, COVID-19. Can you share a little bit about that resilience that you have witnessed in your role as the Director of Pregnancy, Parenting, and Adoption with the Catholic Charities of Southern Minnesota? In our Onward and Upward program, we work with single parents who are also students pursuing a degree in the healthcare field. Um, and. And like all of us at this time, there were a lot of challenges due to COVID. And, and these parents that we worked with, you know, there were extra financial challenges. Some of them weren't able to work for a while because of changes at their workplace and, and places closing down. Um, school was a challenge because all of a sudden it was virtual. Um, and then childcare, too, was a big um, difficulty for our, our families. Their children had been in school and suddenly they're home with the mom and She's trying to help them with their own schoolwork while she does her own, too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilcom, along with Father Tim Buren. We're talking with Sarah Vetter, Director of Pregnancy, Par Parenting, and Adoption, Catholic Charities of Southern Minnesota. And you're talking a little bit about what, what keeps single parents motivated to continue their school and work during these stressful times, I mean, there's so much going on. What's the motivation 
You know, it would have been really understandable if any of these students had decided to pause their schooling. Um, but with the students we worked with, none of them did this spring. Um, we had eight students graduate this summer, and they would all tell you their kids are their main motivation. They want to go to school, join the workforce um, in the healthcare field to um, create a better life for their families. And I think along with that, um, healthcare workers have gotten a lot of attention this year, rightfully so. Um, and that's been a huge inspiration to our students. Um, they want to join those healthcare workers and make a difference in the world, um, just like they're, they're hearing about and seeing in the news. And so I think both of those together have helped them continue on in their schooling and pursue their, their passions. Can you talk a little bit about the Onward and Upward program with Catholic Charities of Southern Minnesota, Onward and Upward, providing a pathway for the future. This looks really interesting. Thank you. Yeah, Onward and Upward started in 2016, and there's three parts to this program. Um, The first is mentoring. So we work with students to set goals, identify their learning styles, create a budget, um, really individualized for each single parent who's in school. Um, They also receive a monthly scholarship, and that's to kind of fill in the gaps with expenses. Um, As single parents, a lot of them have had to cut hours at work to go back to school, and they're they're making a big sacrifice for the one or two years or however long their degree is um, in order to get that education and and go into the field that they want. Um, And then the third part of the program is emergency financial assistance. So we meet the needs as they come up. A lot of times it's helping with something like car repairs or extra high utility bills, backup daycare. Um, and the purpose of that is to, to help meet those emergency needs that might otherwise throw somebody off track in their school or, or um, make them think they, they can't do it. We want to send the message they can and fill in those, those gaps for them. And uh, Sarah, what are the eligibility criteria for this program? Who, who is eligible for the, uh, the Onward and Upward program? It is for single parents and pregnant women um, who are Pell Grant eligible and pursuing a one- or two-year degree in the healthcare field. We primarily work with students in Rochester at RCTC. Um, I would say most of our students are in the nursing or dental hygiene program, um, and then we accept other applications on a case-by-case basis. I certainly like the way that you put that about the single parent because the parent certainly could be a single mother or a single father. And uh, certainly it's a great, a great mission that you have with Catholic Charities of Southern Minnesota, which uh, they remind us that uh, you are providing help, you're creating hope. Uh, certainly that tagline has been a part of the mission even before COVID-19 and with the program starting in 2016, but certainly seems to be uh, truly, truly more important than ever before. Yes, thank you. Without mentioning uh, any specific clients, obviously, because of privacy, uh, was there um, an experience that you had that was really uh, meaningful to you? And just a great reminder, this is why I love this program. So is there somebody that that really touched your heart or a story that you could share with our listeners? Yeah, you know, there, there have been a lot this year. Um, I think... Overall, I would say just the perseverance when, when everything shut down in March. Um, it was a fearful time, I think, for a lot of people, not sure what school would look like and if they'd even be able to graduate. Um, 
everyone graduating in the nursing program has to take their board shortly after, and they couldn't get those scheduled. So um, a number of the students we worked with, you know, weren't sure what the summer was going to look like when they were hoping to start working by middle of the summer. But just seeing their perseverance and that they took it day by day and they met the challenges, they were open to talking through their fears and talking about a, a plan to move forward, and then being able to watch them all graduate and eventually get their board scheduled this summer and and a lot of them jumped right into working um, as soon as things were opening up so that was inspiring to me that things that look impossible um, there's always a way through we're speaking this morning with sarah vetter from catholic charities of southern minnesota on real presence live about the onward and upward program providing a pathway for the future providing social and financial support to overcome barriers to graduation for single parents, be they mothers or fathers. And uh, what are some of the other program components of this Onward and Upwards program? Yeah, it looks like, I'm just looking at your website here, ccsomn.org, and that's forward slash Onward and Upward. There's a bunch of different uh, things that are, are happening, including... Uh, not not just uh, financial assistance, but it's a real. It looks like it's a really a, a, a walking with the students throughout the entire process. It's not just okay. Here's some here's some assistance and good luck. But but it looks like you make a concerted effort to make sure that at every every step of, of, of the process that they're getting the help that they need. Is that right? That is. Yeah. Each of our students is paired with a licensed social worker. And, and we do that mentoring piece, and that looks really different for each student. Um, we talk about um, different learning styles and do a learning style assessment early on so that they can study smarter, not harder. Um, we talk about time management and, you know, all the things that they're juggling between parenting and a lot are working part-time and going to school and managing the household um, we do some financial literacy training and some budgeting, um, and then individual goals. So each one is working towards something different and has different challenges, but meeting the needs, connecting them to um, social services that help with anything that might come up. Um, and we walk through them with the whole journey through their school, and then they stay in the program for about six months after graduation um, through taking their boards and interviews and then joining the workforce. Excellent. Uh, Sarah Vetter from Catholic Charities of Southern Minnesota on the line talking about the Onward and Upwards program. The website, again, is ccsomn.org, ccsomn.org. And Sarah, uh, we just have a few minutes left. What would you say to some, someone who might be a single parent who, who might be eligible for this program of assistance to help them to graduate, but might be afraid to reach out? A lot of times students tell me they don't like asking for help. Um, I, I hear that a lot, and I absolutely understand that. We're here to support and to, make, to empower students. Um, they're doing this on their own. They're studying and learning so much in such a short time frame and joining the workforce, um, that they're doing on their own. I can't help with, you know, nursing and science classes. 
they've got the strength to do it. We're here to, to fill in the gaps and to support them and set them to, to fly and, and join the healthcare field. Um, so if, if students have questions, they can certainly reach out and chat about the program before they apply. Um, we're accepting applications for students now, um, and they can check out our website that you mentioned, ccsomn.org. Um, they can apply online or um, reach out to us to chat more and learn more about the program. Again, that website is ccsomn.org slash onward and upward. Love that, that name. Um, Sarah Vetter, anything else happening at the Catholic Charities of Southern Minnesota these days that you would like to highlight? We just have a couple minutes left. Um, our pregnancy, parenting, and adoption program serves lots of parents in different stages. Um, so we've got the Onward and Upward program. We also have um, lots of support for student, for parents excuse me, that may not be students. Um, if someone needs help during the pregnancy or, or with a new baby, um, I hope they think of Catholic Charities and they can reach out to us anytime um, online or by calling 800-222-5859. And, uh, and this is for, for anyone, is that right? I mean, you don't have to be Catholic in order to receive Catholic charity services, is that right? Absolutely, and that's for all of our programs. We serve people of all faiths across 20 counties in southern Minnesota. Right, I think so. I remember someone saying, we, we don't serve someone because they're Catholic. We serve someone because we're Catholic. And it's, we serve everyone, anyone. And uh, it's, uh, it's part of our faith, part of what we're called to do, uh, to provide the uh, assistance, that, that preferential option for those who might not be able to, um, might, just not, might not have what everyone else seems to have uh, as far as either financial assistance or, or social assistance. And um, it's about lifting people up you know, and doing it because we love our Lord Jesus Christ, because it's the mandate of our, our faith uh, to, to reach out and to notice the person who is in need and not just to walk on by. Uh, if people want to support Catholic Charities of Southern Minnesota, uh, Sarah Vetter, where, what, what, where can they go to, to do that? There's a couple different ways. Um, the Onward and Upward program is supported by individual donors and family foundations, so if that's a program that your listeners would like to support, they can contact us um, about sponsoring a student this semester, and they can do that um, right online on our website, ccsomn.org, or by calling our, our local office um, to get more information um, or mail in a donation, whatever is going to work for them. Excellent. Sarah Vetter from Catholic Charities of Southern Minnesota. She is the Director of Pregnancy, Parenting, and Adoption for the Catholic Charities of Southern Minnesota. Again, the website is ccsomn.org. And for the Onward and Upward program, you would just put a forward slash Onward and Upward. Thank you so much, Sarah Vetter, for joining us here on Real Presence Live. We appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. All right. God bless. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Tim Buren, and we're broadcasting live from the Church of St. Charles Borromeo in St. Charles, Minnesota, and it's a wonderful day to be here on the radio with you, Father Tim, as always. Thank you for, 
hosting us. Absolutely. You're always welcome here. And uh, I noticed we did not have something special today. We don't have donuts, but it reminds me that uh, we need to remind you, have you nominated your parish priest to win donuts yet? Stay tuned to find out if your priest is the winner. Uh, we're going to find out who is the winner shortly with this. And uh, I, I pray for that. I pray for that daily. You pray for donuts? I do. <laughs> You know, the other day, I, 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 I literally drove around. It's, it's, it's an old joke. It's true. But God, if you'll provide me a parking spot in front of the bakery, I will stop. Well, there you go. <laughs> you drive around five times and surely a spot will open up. I was in Winona recently and I saw a long line of socially distanced people out the door of the, of the uh, it's a, one of the bakeries in, in town there. And I just uh, had to laugh because we were coming from Mass. I think it was this past Sunday. And then we see all these folks lined up. They should be lined up like that to get into church because we have some, something even better than donuts, don't we? We certainly do. <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, that treat is always a help. Okay. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We're going to be talking more about donuts on the other side. We're going to be giving them away. I mean... I think the network is going to be, I'm not, I'm not paying for these donuts, but we're going to be honoring a certain priest uh, shortly. So we will be doing that on the other side. Stay tuned. There's more Real Presence Live to come. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Radio Network. 